Good morning. Welcome. Good to see you. I think we're going to have a beautiful day. I've already had a beautiful day, but it looks like we're going to have a beautiful day. We need one, don't we, after the clouds and the rain. Let me give you some announcements as I welcome you. First of all, I want to remind you that we began our special offering last week, and if, and if you did not, you weren't here for some reason, you didn't stop by, please stop by and get one of these little banks and these calendars. They, are, they were free to us as part of the campaign, and, but we, won't, we don't want to throw them away. We hope that every family will participate in our special Lenten offering to, to buy a village and ark full of animals and the, and the education to husbandry and all that that goes with them. So if this is a Lent, special Lenten offering that will be returned on Palm Sunday when we will dedicate this offering to the Lord. So please uh, pick one up there in the back there in the narthex. A reminder that our regular Sunday night programs <clears throat> of handbells, choirs, mission kids, Bible studies will continue tonight. A reminder that our compromise class will meet tonight at 4.30 in the usual place. A reminder that this, this com- next week, not this week, but next week will be the first Wednesday supper of the month on March the 6th. From 5.37, please remember this and mark your calendars to join together in food and fellowship. Uh, remember that money is due today or tomorrow to the office for the Greenville Road Warriors game uh, that uh, occurs on Friday, March the 1st. We'll meet it. You know, it's March. March is this coming this week. It'll be March. Man, how the time flies. We'll be meeting at Fuddruckers for dinner, and you can pick your tickets up there, or you can make other arrangements. More questions, you can contact Wayne or Christy Morris or Katie Jr. with questions or concerns. Now, Jessica wants us to, to know that the children uh, will be getting uh, soon the rehearsals for the spring musical. So please, uh, children, you need to be coming to the activities on Sunday evening. The Easter choir that we put together every year will, is, is beginning, and you're welcome to come and be part of that on Wednesday evenings from 7.30 to 8. It's not too late to join. And then Jessica would ask me to ask as many men as possible to help her move these handbells back into the bell room for as there will be a funeral here this afternoon at 4 o'clock. We want you to help, uh, help us get these things back in after the service. That's all that I have. Let's begin our worship together.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray together. O God, our Deliverer, guide now the people of your church that following our Savior, we may walk through the wilderness of this world toward the glory of the world to come. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us affirm our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day He rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, 
and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. Let our children come forth for our children's time. Good morning. This is the second Sunday in Lent. Does anybody know what Lent means? Yes, ma'am. Something to God. It does. It's something that we do to prepare ourselves, to prepare ourselves for God. But when I was a little girl, I thought that Lent meant that stuff that comes out of the dryer, um, the fuzz and all that stuff. So I brought some today. Can you been saving this all week and I don't really want to get it on me because it looks kind of nasty what do you see in there oh, it won't hurt you what do you see in there there's some say it loud there's some thread it's colorful look at all those colors look at that blob you know what that is that's a piece of my carpet a little thread from my carpet at home Ooh, there's some, there's some dust bunnies in here. And I was going to make something out of this because, you know, I usually cut things out for you, but I didn't do that this time because this is really messy. Thank you. But when I was a little girl, I thought that when it was time for Lent it, in church, they were talking about the Lent from the dryer. And then I started learning that Lent was a time to prepare yourself, to, to pray and to try to uh, purify yourself inside to give up things and my mother was real good about celebrating holidays at Christmas time she decorated the house and it was just beautiful does your mom do that yeah okay well then in January she would put snowmen all over the house because that's what we celebrated in January and then in February she would put Valentine's everywhere but I thought that the word was Valentine's. Have you ever said it that way, Valentine's? Well, I did. And so I was thinking about that, and I wrote the word Valentine. Look at that. Now, I want you to look right in the middle of it. See that word? L-E-N-T. Do you know what that is? Lent. So Valentine... Valentine's Day made me think that it was time for Lent because after Valentine's, my mother did not decorate the house anymore for a while. And she made us give up something. We gave up going to the movies for the season of Lent. And that was something that we denied ourselves. And so 
when, when we celebrate Lent, we deny ourselves of things. Then I was thinking about the, the verse John 3:16. God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever believeth in him shall have everlasting life. Well, God loved us so much from deep in his heart that he gave up something very precious to him. And it wasn't fluff and it wasn't extra stuff. It was something that he loved very much. So that was a heartfelt gift that God gave to us. Well, if you take this lint and you push it together and you push it together and you push it together, you can make this kind of cloth called felt. And so I made some felt hearts for you today to help you remember about Lent because Lent is a time when you need to have heartfelt deep feelings and you need to search inside yourself to become the person that God wants you to be. So this is a felt heart to make you have heartfelt ideas. Let us pray. Repeat after me. Dear God, help us to remember what you gave up for us. And help us to have heartfelt feelings as we go through this Lenten season. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Psalm 27, 1 through 6. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evil men advance against me to devour my flesh, when my enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then will I be confident. One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his tabernacle and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his tabernacle will I sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
Let us bow our heads. O oh God, in your mercy, hear the prayers of these thy people. O oh Lord, you are our light, our salvation, you are our stronghold. And we come to this place of meeting to offer up a sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. And yet we must also come before you, O oh Lord, and confess our many sins. Through your blessed Son, we know our citizenship to be in heaven. And still we live as if our own pleasures were all that mattered. You have promised to transform us to glory, but our minds are set on earthly things. Our faithlessness leads us to reject your gracious offer to shelter us. And so we dishonor you. And your perfect justice demands punishment. But we pray this day, O oh God, that you do not turn at us with anger. But instead, we pray, O oh God, for forgiveness. We pray that you'd wipe away our sin and restore us again by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that you would give us strength and wisdom to walk in your path. You would inspire us to prevail over false witnesses and that by our work all may see your goodness as you have stood with us. So now we pray that we can stand with you. And we pray, O oh God, that you'd give courage. Give courage to us to live out our faith this Lenten season, to examine clearly and see where we're wanting and, and become those disciples you would have us to be. We pray also, O oh Lord, for all those who are on our list that are sick or in despair. They may have fallen to the illness of body or mind or spirit. And so we pray, O oh Lord, and lift them up to you, including those things that are personal in our hearts now. We pray, O oh Lord, for hope to the discouraged, peace to those who are dying. And just as the Scripture reminds us that you are there to shelter us, to give us refuge, if we call upon you to help. And so we pray, O oh Lord, this day and call upon you. Hear us, O oh Lord. Be gracious and answer us. For we pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying these words. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We believe that giving is an act of worship, so let us continue our worship 
with our giving. Let our ushers come forward at this time.
Please be seated. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 13. The red letter words of Jesus begin at verse 34. Give attention to the reading of God's holy word. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. Look, your house is left to you desolate. I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. O Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit, guide us and help us as we continue our Lenten journey this second Lenten Sunday. Help us to examine ourselves and to understand deeply how much you felt for us and how much you still feel for us. We pray in your holy name. Amen. Well, if you were here last week, you know that we followed Jesus into the wilderness. And when we followed him into the wilderness, we found uh, temptation, but we found victory. Over the power of temptation, we found Jesus' victory, and because Jesus was victorious, we can be victorious too. Today, we follow Jesus in the depths of his own heart. And in these words, we hear the sound, I think, of a breaking heart as Jesus looks out from the Mount of Olives over the city of Jerusalem prior to what we call Holy Week. You see, with the tender force of love of a parent, God loves us. God loves those he calls children of God. And the bottom line is the children have strayed. What little baby chicks or kittens or puppies would not do, the children of God have done. They have counted the love and protection of God as nothing. Choosing instead to go their own way. And this brings up, I believe, an important question that's really hard for us to answer looking back. But how could they? How could those who saw the Lord, those who walked with the Lord and heard the Lord and saw the miracles and knew the prophecies and saw that Jesus was fulfilling them, how could these children of promise the promise of Father Abraham, have been so foolish? How could they have rejected this Christ? How could they reject this call to be under His protection when they knew of the protection that God had given them when He delivered them out of Egypt and into the promised land? And this is a hard question to understand. Very hard. Every time I contemplate it, I think about that, oh, I know I would have been different if I'd been there. If I'd heard Jesus, if I'd seen Him face to face, 
If I'd walked his path, I believe I'd been different. I, I would not have been when it rejected, and I'm sure I wouldn't have. But then when I think about it a little deeper, I understand that the question really is meant for all of us, here and now. How could we be so foolish as to stray from the sheltering love of God? And you see, the thing is, we all have. We know we have. We know that at some point in our life, we have had a distance grow between us and God. We know that even those that we would call saints among us have felt at some point dread or fear or worry. I know. As being a pastor, I've seen it. And I also know on a personal basis that all of us have experienced sometimes when we were ashamed. I know that I have. Something that triggered that memory while I was sitting here waiting to preach and of, a, of a time I'm very ashamed of in my youth. And I know that there has been at least one point in my life, and I'm sure in yours, that you might think that you have wandered so far away from God's protective arms that you could never come back. And I've been there too. In a period of time when I was far away from the church. And this scripture, this, this lamenting cry of the Lord rings sharply in my ears, and I think it does yours too. This Lenten Sunday especially because we know that we have it one point or another ignored the cry of invitation from the Lord. We've ignored the call to comfort, to come and to find ourselves in the sheltering wings of the Lord. We would not trust our worries or our pain or our sin to God. Preferring instead to, to peck around here and there, hoping to stumble on some morsel that would fill our needs and anything that might help us put out of our minds this, this silence of God that we have felt at times in our life. You see, we often drown in a sea of daily troubles and distractions because we don't hear what the Lord is saying, but we also don't hear what the Lord is not saying in those silent times. Jesus cried, how long, how often I would want to gather you. Just like a hen gathers her chicks under my protection and my wings, but you would not. You wouldn't come. You wouldn't listen. You know, there's so many times that we don't listen to God and when He is speaking to us and, th and then when he becomes strangely silent to us. We, we wonder why He's not speaking to us again. It's, it's kind of like a, a catch-22. But I contend to you that even in the silence, Jesus is still talking to us. Jesus is still saying to us certain things even in the silence of our life. Things like, come to Me. Seek Me. You're weary, you, you're heavy laden, and you need rest, and I'm the person where you can find it. I'm the place that you can find it. I'm like a mother hen that gathers up her chicks. Come to my outstretched arms and be warm and safe next to my heart 
And God bids us to come and to trust and to rely on His protection, His nurture, and His guidance through the living of our days. And we know that God has called us in the past, and we know if we're in one of those times of silence, we should know, and what I'm here to tell you, the good news is that God is still calling. God is still speaking. You must listen even more carefully to discern that God is calling. God is calling. You know, there's been times in our lives when we've had answered prayer, and we know it. We've seen it, experienced it. And I think that oftentimes what we fail to do as disciples of Christ is to recognize those things and to be thankful for them. For example, when we've prospered in something that we've asked God to help us to prosper in, do we afterwards remember from where these blessings come? Do we, to re, do we return and give thanks to God and share these blessings with others? I know that there's been times when we have just broken out in joy. I know, I know that. I've seen it. I've felt it. I've experienced it. And here again, uh, God is calling us in those times of joy to, to acknowledge God's hand in it and to take our joy and go to those who are in despair and share it with them. Give them the gift of hope and comfort that we've received from the Lord. And I know that God has called us in times of sin to return, to return to God in confidence that we will be forgiven and that we can start again. That we don't have to believe the lies of the evil one who wants us to stay in a ditch of self-pity and self-loathing. That we can be more. God is a God of future possibilities. God sees what we can't see. He encourages us to get up, brush ourselves off, and to begin again. You see, that's the way it is with God. And God has been at work in our life ever since the very beginning of our life. God is still working in our life. Whether, whether you are in one of those periods of silence or not, God is still working in your life. You know, some of us can remember exactly when we came to the Lord. Others can only remember that it just seemed like, you know, always there. You're always kind of there with the Lord. You see, the thing is that we were born again in the water of baptism. We were washed by the blood of Christ and we are sons and daughters. We are heirs to the kingdom and we have been assured of true security and true protection and true love and true nurture, not just for now, but for all eternity. But the question always has to come back that we have to ask ourselves as disciples. This question must always kind of be in your mind somewhere thinking. Every day you have to think, is today the day that I will accept what God has done and turn to God. Is today a day that I will live a life in such a way as to prove to myself and others that I believe what I profess? These are important questions to help you in your daily walk with the Lord. You see, the Lord has promised to be with you. The Lord has promised you a celebration like no other for all eternity. And these are not empty promises. 
But they're also not promises that says nothing will happen to you ever. In fact, I wish the Lord had just said that up front and said, you know, but I'm, I'm going to promise you that everything possibly bad that could ever go wrong will happen. <laughs> because you see, that's really the promise. The promise is not that nothing will ever happen to you. The promise is that whatever happens to you, whatever pain or problem, whatever fear, whatever sin, you will never be found alone. You will never be alone. For you stand under the protection of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are shaded by the forgiveness that the cross bears. You're strengthened by His body and blood that was poured out for you. That is remembered and taken in the worship practices of the church. It's important to know and to understand that that's the most important promise that God has ever given to us. The promise that God will be with us through thick and thin, through the storms of life and the triumphs of life. And so what I want to say to you this second Sunday in Lent is listen carefully for God's voice. Sometimes you can discern it clearly. Sometimes it seems like God is silent. But the thing is, God is still talking to us. And I believe that God is saying to us probably over and over and very loudly, even when we think we can't hear, that it's time for us to come back. To come back to those sheltering arms, those wings, if you will. The safety of His arms that are outstretched on the cross. It's important for us to know and to hear that God is still calling those words. God's still looking down at us and saying those words. It's an important thing as you self-examine yourself during Lent is this scripture I want to share with you, 1 John 9. It says this, that if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. That is a promise for forgiveness that must not be taken lightly, but at the same time, I know and I've dealt with so many people and even my own self in the years where I felt like I couldn't do that, that I still wasn't good enough, that God wouldn't be faithful, that God would not forgive me, and God would never purify me and set me on a new path. And so I want you to hear it clearly. If, you will, if you're willing to confess your sin, God is faithful and just and will forgive you and will purify you from your unrighteousness. And God will be with you always. So my good news for you today is simple as this. Let us once again trust that no matter what, no matter what, God's love is strong enough, it's wide enough, it's deep enough to keep us forever and secure. 
That's the good news of Lent. And that's the good news I share with you this day. Amen. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit be yours this day and each day. Amen.